Chapter Twenty Five of Carpenter's World Travels Alaska, Our Northern Wonderland by Frank Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. Chapter Twenty Five The Dog Derby of Alaska. I have just returned from a ride on the Pupmobile over the dog car railroad that carries one from Nome across the gold bearing plains to the mountains. The track is a narrow gauge built for steam engines by Charles D. Lane in 1900. The road did not pay and its only trains are little cars drawn by dogs, the nearest thing to a railroad now running on the Seward Peninsula. The Pupmobile consists of a platform on wheels with one or two rough seats fastened to it. The motive power is a team of from seven to fifteen dogs harnessed to the front of the car by a long rope and directed by the voice of the driver who calls out g to turn them to the right haw to turn them to the left and mush to make them go faster at the front of the team is a leader with his traces fastened to the end of the rope and behind him two abreast come the rest of the team the last two are perhaps eight or ten feet from the car each dog has a harness much like that used for a horse the collars are of soft leather well padded and the tough leather traces are fastened to the collars and upheld by straps across the dog's back. There are no bridles or halters, and the sole direction is by the voice of the motorman. The dogs obey quickly. They are eager to run and seem to enjoy pulling the car. Our ride was out over the tundra, which lies between the foothills of the mountains and the Bering Sea. The personal conductor was Mr. Fred M. Ayer of the Wild Goose Mining Company, who is noted as a mining engineer and also as the owner of some of the best racing and freight dogs of this part of the world the tundra consists of the decomposed vegetation under which is two or three feet of ice mixed with muck and blue clay there are many soft spots filled with water and many niggerheads or round masses of vegetation that turn as you step on them in places on our trip the roadbed had sunken and water covered the track at such places the dogs ran out on the banks to the water and sometimes they made their way through the shallower pools now and then they broke into a gallop and we fairly flew over the rails i am told they go twice as fast pulling a sled over the snow the names of the dogs were rover blizzard leo bubbles ginger arrow and ring all were picked animals and all have taken part in the annual races to solomon and candle the dog races of Nome are the great sporting events of the far northwest. They are to Alaska what the Derby is to England. They are talked of from one year's end to the other, and as the time approaches, the dogs which are to compete are the subjects of never-ending discussion. Thousands of dollars are bet on the races, and nearly every man and woman has a wager of some kind or other. The greatest race is the All-Alaska Sweepstakes, run every April from Nome to Candle City, on the arctic ocean and return i am told that as much as two hundred thousand dollars have been bet on that race and that the prizes have ranged all the way from fifteen hundred to ten thousand dollars at one time when the prize was ten thousand dollars in gold the money was presented in a massive silver loving cup the owner of the winning team poured the coin into the lap of the driver keeping the cup only as a souvenir of the event the distance in this race is four hundred and eight miles and the usual winning time is between three and four days in nineteen ten 
it was made by colonel ramsay's team driven by john johnson in seventy-four hours fourteen minutes and forty-two seconds which was the record until leonard seppola the norwegian driver of mr lindeberg's siberian team beat it by forty minutes seven years later in addition to the all alaska sweepstakes there are races every march from nome to the solomon river and back this is known as the solomon derby and is over a distance of sixty-four miles one year's winning team did this in six hours running at an average speed of more than ten miles an hour among other features of the solomon river derby is the burden race in which the dogs run seventy-five miles carrying one passenger and fifty pounds of baggage the passenger is usually a woman the wife daughter or sweetheart of the owner or driver this trip has been made in less than eight hours the burden race to council city always ends in a ball i asked mr ayer winner of one of the solomon derbies how the dogs were prepared for the race he replied they are trained groomed and carefully fed for months beforehand a part of the diet is fish fresh mutton and eggs and during the race they get one meal of hamburger steak per day camps for food and water are established along the way for three days prior to the race they are not taken out of the kennels but for three weeks before that time they are exercised in long distance runs according to the code of the nome kennel club to avoid any suspicion of cruelty the drivers must bring back every dog dead or alive the whip usually tied to the racing sled is to be used in case of a fight between the dogs but never to urge them on or to beat them blankets are carried along for the dogs as well as green veils for their eyes should the sunlit snow be too glaring for them and flannel moccasins for their feet in case the ice cuts them up at the relay camps every night every dog gets an alcohol rub continuing in response to my questions mr Eyre said i do not think that the native alaska dogs are the fastest or best for racing purposes my team is mostly made up of foxhounds and as a rule they can beat the malamutes in pulling endurance and speed i never carry a whip and do not yell at the dogs they will respond to a word and it is easy to keep them at a speed of from eleven to fourteen miles an hour they enjoy the race and seem to realize what is expected of them they will be as fresh at the end of fifty miles as at the beginning most of the racing of alaska is under the direction of the nome kennel club founded by albert fink to improve the dogs used to transport miners and supplies this club was organized before racing was thought of but the sport is doing much to improve the strain of later years many russian staghounds great danes and missouri bird hounds have been brought in crossing them with the native stock tends to produce better animals there are here a large number of siberian dogs which are smaller than the malamutes and look like wolf dogs in miniature they are noted for their endurance the races are famed for their fairness and absence of trickery the only case in which an attempt has been made to beat the favorite team by fraud was in the candle race of nineteen fourteen when a blanket stuffed with porcupine quills was laid on the track and lightly covered with snow so that any dogs that ran over it would have been lamed the plotters who had directed their own teams to go out of the course to avoid this trap would surely have won had not the blanket been found just before the race during the long winter every postal card and every letter newspaper and magazine that comes to nome 
has to be brought over fifteen hundred miles of ice and snow by dog teams the mail is taken from fairbanks to ruby iditarod and fort gibbon by dogs and in fact the whole of the interior of this great territory is dependent upon dogs for its winter transportation in the summer the dogs are sometimes used by the prospectors as pack animals and at the time of a gold stampede their value rapidly rises especially if a stampede occurs during the winter in the summer time you can get a good dog for twenty five dollars in the winter you may have to pay one hundred dollars for the same animal there are men in every large town who do little else than drive dog teams the winter mail and freight are taken across the country on narrow sleds about sixteen feet long such sleds will hold eight hundred pounds and will take from nine to nineteen dogs to haul them the mail contractors are paid by the month some of them making as much as ten dollars a day one of the dog freighters tells me that the mackenzie river husky is about the best all-around trail dog to be found in the north the husky like the malamute is a cross between a dog and a wolf and is an animal long known in alaska it was used by the indians before the hudson's bay company came to the northwest three centuries ago the husky is very hardy and noted for its good disposition i ask how the dogs are handled on the trail each driver has his own methods was the reply it is very important that the animals be treated well if the trip is to be long and hard the dogs should be favored for two or three days at the start this is to get them seasoned so that they will last throughout the journey a good driver will save his team in every possible way he will ride only when going downhill and most of the time he will run in front keeping his sled in the trail by the g pole in cold weather one would rather run or walk than ride i have driven fifty-four miles in a day with the thermometer fifty-three degrees below zero i ran almost the whole day and at the end it seemed to me as though my lungs were scalded i have sledded when the thermometer was seventy-two degrees below zero how many hours can you drive in a day we try to make eight or ten hours but it is often best to drive only six the stops have to be made according to the trail and the roadhouses we always shelter the dogs at night if possible and most of the roadhouses have kennels for them if there is no shelter the native dog will bury himself in the snow or climb upon something above it he bites the icicles out of his toes when he stops for the night the feet of a dog are as important a factor in traveling as the feet of a horse a close-built foot with round balls and thick skin is essential to a trail dog there must also be a very little hair between the toes otherwise the snow catches there and balls up and forms icicles that lame him what do you feed the dogs on such trips we usually carry dried salmon along to feed on the trail and at the end of the trip give them cooked meals of rice tallow and fish they get but one meal a day unless the running is hard when they have a lunch of dried salmon at noon in the latter cases it is necessary to let them rest two hours after lunch otherwise they get sick the stories of alaska dogs are legion and their exploits surpass those of the famous st bernards of the alps there are huskies and malamutes which have traveled tens of thousands of miles in harness and tales of how they have saved the lives of their owners when almost frozen to death or lost in the snow baldy of nome is the hero of one of these stories baldy was the leader of scotty allen's team in the all alaska sweepstakes 
During the race, he felt that the sled was running light, and looking back could see no signs of his master. He thereupon turned the team and went back over the trail several miles until he found Scotty lying pale and unconscious on the snow. He had been stunned by running into one of the iron posts marking the trail. Baldy stopped and licked the pallid face of the senseless man. He then set up a howl and scratched away at his driver's breast until Scotty came to, and crawling back on the sled, motioned him to go on with the race. This Baldy did and came out ahead. The story of this dog has been told in a little book entitled Baldy of Nome, written by Mrs. Esther Birdsall Darling, who has, better than any other writer, commemorated the virtues of the Alaskan dog. Mrs. Darling has owned several teams that have won the All-Alaska sweepstakes. Every dog lover will appreciate this one of her poems. Sometimes when life has gone wrong with you, and the world seems a dreary place, has your dog ever silently crept to your feet, his yearning eyes turned to your face? Has he made you feel that he understands, and all that he asks of you, is to share your lot, be it good or ill, with a chance to be loyal and true? Are you branded a failure? He does not know. A sinner? He does not care. Your master to him, that's all that counts. A word in his day is fair. Your birth and your station are nothing to him. A palace and hut are the same. And his love is yours in honor and peace, and it's yours through disaster and shame. Though others forget you and pass you by, he is ever your faithful friend, ready to give you the best that is his, unselfishly unto the end. End of chapter 25